Drive and Michigan's Best. And I'm excited to share my guest today with you. We're gonna talk about cool things that are happening down in the southwestern part of our state, learn more about the wine scene there, and maybe get the story behind one of the most interesting named vineyards in Michigan. So I'd like to welcome my friend, Lauren Knibbis from Lazy Ballerina Winery. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Okay, we're gonna get to that name in a little bit because I think Lazy Ballerina is hilarious. It, you're never gonna forget it. And I know there's a story behind it, right, Lauren? There is. Okay, so you're gonna share that with us in a little bit. But tell us a little bit about uh, Lazy Ballerina, um, the winery, because you guys are, I believe you are still the only women owned and operated vineyard in the state of Michigan. Is that correct? Yeah, we are one of the few, if not the only uh, winery that is solely women owned and operated. Uh, we are the only women owned winery here in Southwest Michigan, for sure. I do know that for a fact. And we just celebrated our five year anniversary back in June, which is crazy already. Um, myself and my cousin Melanie are co-owners. We're also cousins. We grew up in the Michigan wine industry and the um, in the vineyards, if you will. My dad uh, manages a vineyard out in Coloma and our grandma used to make homemade wine when we were kids. We say that's where our love for wine first started was when she used to give us little small sips of her homemade wine um, out of these little wine glass shot glasses. So we didn't really like wine that much at a young age, of course, but we started working together at another winery here in Southwest Michigan and we really just fell in love with the industry and wanted to do our own thing. It sounds like wine really truly is in kind of in your blood in a way, right? Right, yeah, definitely. I like that. Well, and cheers to grandma for giving you little sips when needed. Now, it's one thing to be a lover of wine and it's another thing to actually open your own vineyard. That's quite a, a leap. And so you and Melanie, how did you guys come about to actually open Lazy Ballerina? So like I mentioned, we used to work and manage another winery together for many years. Um, I started working at Contessa Wine Cellars, which is in Coloma, Michigan, when I was just 16, um, just restocking, washing glasses, and then eventually became the manager there and worked there all through college. Um, when I graduated college, I transitioned into a completely different role, um, kind of in my degree area, and um, Melanie took over as the manager there. Um, and after some years, I wanted to come back to the wine industry full time. I really being a part of it. Um, I, I realized that that's where my true passion was. And uh, we had talked over glasses of wine that we had always wanted to open our own winery. So <clears throat> when I mentioned um, that I was seeking positions in the wine industry, she said, why don't we just open up our own winery? Let's just do it. And I was like, I'm down, let's do it. And so, a few short months later, I mean, we moved very quickly. That was in 2015, the very beginning of 2015. And by June of that year, we had opened this tasting room here in St. Joseph. So, and it's, it's been good since. We've expanded a couple of times since then. We have a tasting room in Bridgman, Michigan, which is just south of St. Joseph here, off exit 16 off I-94. And we also have uh, a new, if you want to say new production facility, we just remodeled an, old, an older building out in Benton Harbor, Michigan, where we now do all of our wine production. So we've expanded quite a bit in the short amount of time. That's amazing. I love to hear about success stories in business across Michigan. So that's very, very exciting. Now, explain to me a little bit about how your vineyard works. When you decide to start a vineyard, did you go and buy a bunch of 
fields of grapes that were already established? Are you sourcing your juice or how does it work for Lazy Ballerina? Yeah, so we work with local vineyards in the area to source our grapes for our wine. Um, our winemaker is actually Melanie's husband, Jason, um, who was a brand new winemaker. He had experimented with beer making and he was a chef for many years, which um, really kind of goes hand in hand, to be honest. Um, and, and he is just really picked up. He has worked with other winemakers in the area, has done a lot of research and has just kind of hit the ground running as far as winemaking. So we do partner with a lot of area wineries and the great thing about the Michigan wine industry, which is one reason that I love it so much, is that it is a very collaborative industry. Um, the Michigan craft beverage industry is really collaborative. So everyone's always willing to help out. If you have a question, you know, everyone's willing to, to help you step up, help you succeed, which is unlike a lot of other industries when you're trying to help your competitors. You know, we, we know that all of us succeeding only is only benefits our area and our industry. So um, we got the help of some other wineries in order to use their space for production, their tank space. Um, they, you know, let us buy grapes over other wineries, you know, so it's just been a very, a very good start to our, to our winery. That's so great to hear because I, I, being pretty involved in the beer industry, I know that they are very collaborative. So it's nice to hear that yeah. all the alcohols are helping each other. Right. <laughs> um, what is the philosophy behind the wines at Lazy Ballerina? What are you guys, what are you known for? What are you trying to, um, you know, approach? Um, I know that for a lot of people in Michigan, we, we hear Michigan wine and we kind of have an idea in our head of what that might mean. What does it mean at Lazy Ballerina? Sure. So all of our wines are small batch wines. So what that basically means is that we make a pretty small quantity of all of our wines and we really try to keep our wine list ever changing so that every time that you come in, you're going to try something different. You know, we have some staples on our menu that we keep all year round, but we do have some seasonal wines and just kind of sometimes just experimental wines that um, we just tried out and release to the public and see how they go. And if they do well, they, they get made in larger quantities in the future. So um, we make everything from a dry you know, Chardonnay. Um, we make a couple of rosés, a dry rosé, a sparkling rosé. We have a couple of sweeter rosés that we rotate throughout the year. But we also make quite a few dry red wines. Um, we have a Cabernet Franc that we're actually releasing on our tasting menu this weekend, which I love. Um, Cabernet Franc does really well here in Michigan. And we make a Merlot, uh, we make a delicious Bordeaux style uh, Meritage. And we also make, um, we're pretty well known for our fruit wines. So the first wine um, that we experimented with on the fruit wine side was cranberry. And that is kind of our flagship. That's what we've really become known for. We've won quite a few awards for it um, at the Michigan wine industry and a couple of other, uh, Michigan wine competition, excuse me, and a couple of other competitions throughout the United States. Our best seller right now, I have a bottle of it here, is our Blueberry Blonde, which oh, hello. <laughs> is a label, um, which is a blueberry wine and a Saval Blanc blend. So it is sweeter. Um, that was a wine that, uh, that blend kind of originated from a blend I used to make, if you will want to say that, at Contessa, I used to blend a Pinot Grigio and his blueberry wine in the summertime. And that's kind of an offshoot of that blend. And it's been very successful. I like that. Well, you guys are in Southwest Michigan. I mean, you're not only known for, for wine um, and say beautiful water and beaches and things like that, but definitely fruit growers. I mean, it, it's part of your heritage in that part of the state, right? Definitely. Yeah. At Berrien County, which is where we're located right in the Southwest corner of Michigan, 
is one of the most agriculturally diverse counties, actually in all of the US, which most people don't realize, um, actually even close to like California. So we can grow- Second to California, I think. Second, yes, I know. I wasn't sure if that was still accurate, but yeah. So we can grow so many different types of fruit, vegetables. So it really lends itself nicely to being able to experiment with different fruit lines. We're actually expanding into the spirits world this year. Oh. Um, we're going to be making some liqueurs. We're actually making a cranberry shine, we're calling it. So basically a cranberry liqueur kind of um, stronger version of our cranberry wine, if you want to say that. We're making a rum. Um, but we're also going to start making a lot more ciders with local fruit as well. So all that kind of got put a little bit on uh, a little bit on hold thanks to, you know, all the happening in 2020. But uh, we are, we're moving forward. Well, good, because with all the happenings going on, we need more wine more than ever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll Definitely. be totally honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, what can people expect if they come to visit one of your tasting rooms at, at Lazy Ballerina down in the southwest corner of the state? So we have a few different options for our tasting. So we do a traditional tasting at our tasting bar, which is five samples of wine and includes a chocolate truffle and you get to keep the glass at the end. That's a really good option if you've never been to our winery just to try um, some smaller samples of, of more different wines. We also have a flight option. So if you wanted to um, relax in one of our seating areas, um, we have some outdoor seating at our Bridgman tasting room, but we also have seating up, ample seating at both locations. So it's a little bit bigger pour. You can get two ounces of four different wines. Um, we also sell by the glass and we do sell bottles to go, of course, as well. So. We also offer different events throughout the year. We've done wine and cheese pairings. Last uh, couple weekends ago, we did a wine and macaroon pairing. We've done craft nights with local artists in the area. So we're always trying to just do something fun to keep people occupied, keep people coming in. Drinking wine. <laughs> Drinking wine. I love that. Well, one of the cool things to do um, across Michigan, and it's certainly very popular in the southwest part of the state, is to kind of do the wine trail. And you guys do have a wine trail there, but you have so many different wineries to visit um, that they can make, you can make like an event of it. You can come to Lazy Ballerina and then go visit some of the other places in Bridgman. You can walk across the street probably and go hit up two beautiful breweries like Tapestry oh. and Transient. So lots of fun things to do in the area, right? Definitely. Yeah. So there's 20 something wineries plus, you know, there's numerous tasting rooms spread out throughout the Southwest Michigan corner. Um, you said it, yeah, we're in Bridgman, we're located right next to two other breweries that you can literally walk to. So there are tour groups that will take you around to these different places if you want, or I mean, you can, you can make a whole weekend out of it. You probably make a whole week out of it if you're a wine and beer fan, so. <laughs> Well, it is such a beautiful part of the state that it, it's well worth making the trip to Southwest Michigan to visit all of these wonderful places because it, it's, it's, I mean, not only are there the beaches, but the rolling hills. I mean, when you're out there in Bridgman, it's, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we have some great views. We have sand dunes. I mean, like you said, we have, of course, the beaches along the Lake Michigan shore here that are hard to beat. Summer, summer in Southwest Michigan is hard to beat. I, I totally agree. And you're so close to everything. You're just a few hours from Chicago, hour and a half from Grand Rapids, hour from Kazoo, two hours from Detroit. I mean, it's so easy to get to that. It's so appealing. And I feel like it's not quite as busy as some of the other winery locations in Michigan. It's true. Yeah, I know a lot of people will think of Traverse City uh, when they think of wine, and um, which is a beautiful area. I love going to Traverse City. 
um, but we have a lot of diverse wineries in this area and a lot of different wines to try. I mean, everyone makes something different, which is nice. You can go to us um, and try some fruit wines and our neighbors here in St. Joe have, you know, focus more on drier wines. So every winery will make something for everyone, which is, which is nice. It makes a, a tour so much fun. I love that. Okay, now let's get to the name, Lazy Ballerina. How did you and Melanie come up with this? <laughs> So we, um, actually Jason, Melanie's husband, was originally the one that I think found this term by doing some research online. Lazy ballerina is a name, an old world term for a type of trellis system that a wine grapevine grows on. It's actually called lazy ballerina. It's the way that it hangs off of the trellis that I guess resembled a ballerina tutu. So in finding this, we just kind of fell in love with the whole just fun pun, femininity of it, and we and have fun with it. So some of our wines, I do have a, we have our new wine, so it's our Chardonnay. So <laughs> so ballerina, but some of our wines comes after ballet terms. We have our Pink Tutu, our Releve Riesling, our Demi Plie, which is our semi-dry red. We just decided to have fun with the whole theme of it. Just felt kind of fun and feminine and still wine and viticulture related. I love that. I did not realize that that was the inspiration I had in my head that you and Melanie took ballet <laughs> together when you were little and you didn't like <laughs> most people. Most people think that we were dancers, but we're not very good dancers. Maybe after some wine, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of glasses, anything's possible. Right. right. <laughs> so if someone was planning um, a trip to Southwest Michigan, in addition to going to Lazy Ballerina to one of the tasting rooms, either in Bridgman or St. Joe, what would be two or three other things that you highly recommend someone would, would do while they visit? Ooh, so there's so many things. Um, <laughs> first of all, we have a ton of restaurants in the area that are hard to beat and compared to what I would say compared to restaurants in Chicago. Um, we have a restaurant here in St. Joseph called Rybell's. It's two rooftop seating, which is amazing. And with one side has a view of Lake Michigan, which is spectacular. Um, there's a lavender farm, I believe in Niles, which I'm kind of just, you know, big into nature and being outside, especially now. So I would highly recommend checking that out. And then in Berrien Springs, um, I haven't yet been, but I want to go and I want to mention it because it's so cool. It's called Salt Haven and it's um, like, there's salt caves that you can go into, kind of like a spa style, and you basically come out feeling refreshed. It's supposed to just kind of rejuvenate you and make you feel good. And so I wanted to highlight them as well because it's a really cool spot to check out if you want to do something completely different. And I will mention that there are so many bed and breakfasts in the area that are reopened and welcoming tourists with open arms, um, and not to mention the numerous hotels in our area that um, are reopening or have reopened and are welcoming guests as well so that's awesome the salt haven salt haven. that on my list yes. <laughs> we could all yes. use some rejuvenation <laughs> yeah i know and you know in a normal year i would always highlight the festivals that we have going on we have you know the makers trail festival with the tourist council which obviously just got delayed until next year but there are so many festivals in all, all of our little small towns that take place um, that are all really unique. You know, Coloma has the Glad Peach Festival, South Haven has the Blueberry Festival, um, and then of course all of the wine and beer festivals, which are a blast, um, that just got put on hold till next year. But a lot of them take place right on the beach, which is 
obviously a huge attraction for our area. Um, so something to keep in mind for 2021. That's right, looking forward, which we all have to do. I love that. Hey, if people wanna get more information about Lazy Ballerina, maybe order some of your wines and, and check out your places in Bridgman and St. Joe, where should they go for more information, Lauren? You can check out our website, which is lazyballerinawinery.com. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us as well. We post new wines, new events there coming up. So check us out there as well. Awesome. Lauren Knebus from Lazy Ballerina Winery. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. If you want to get more information, you want to head to mlive.com. <laughs>